And I have to sit with myself and really understand who I truly am and not necessarily understand what people told me to be, but understand who I want to be and who I truly am. So up everybody welcome to the less rock podcast i'm your host philosophical and i'm your co-host jay echo what's good how you feeling what's up everybody we have a special special guest on today mr lucario uh dating coach arthur speaker and 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 really appreciate him taking the time out what's up man how you doing what's up man yeah definitely man Treat, appreciate you guys having me shout out to y'all man and uh yeah i'm happy to be here man let's let's go let's do it I really, 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 really appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. Tell us, tell uh, the people out there a little bit about yourself, how it all started, kind of where you, where you came from. Yeah, so so basically, I'm a, I'm a dating coach for men and women, and um, I've been doing this for about 15 years now. And I basically coach men and women to find exactly what they wanted in a dating life. So I started out doing this um, because I wanted to help people and I knew I had a certain amount of knowledge at the time that I could really help some people, you know, navigate through dating because of the things that I went through, things that, you know, some of my close friends went through, certain things that I've learned. And then I just sort of passed on what I knew. And at the time when I started, I was, I think I was like maybe what, 26, 27 at the time around that age. And there's certain things that I know now that I didn't even realize back then. So what I always tried to do is I always tried to only, you know, teach what I know. I never went to say, well, if I didn't know something, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that this is, but this is what I know. So I've, you know, uh, <clears throat> to that to this day. So as I've gotten older, I've gotten more wiser. And then there's certain things that I, you know, implement into my teachings that help people even more now nowadays than it even did before. So yeah, it's just about really helping people out. Um, getting people on the right path so that they get to their destinations faster, get to, um, you know, get what they want in a more efficient way and, you know, do things that's going to benefit them overall in the, in the dating game. Because I think a lot of times because people don't know what to do, it's hard for them to get where they want to go. So I'm, I'm just like that guide to help them get there. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Big ups to that. Um, I saw your website. I don't want to say this wrong, but go ahead and go ahead and say that what the website is for for everybody if they want to join. Okay, so I got a few websites. So one is uh, <laughs> site, um, mrlocario.com. That's the main site with the with all my books, programs, and everything. And then I have another website called badboymembership.com, uh, okay. which is a website that teach you know it's a step by step dating advice tutorial website where you join it. And each month I drop a new program that teaches you something different about the dating game and stuff like that and how to navigate it. And then also um, my business partner, Miles Cunningham, he has a website called MasculineIdentityMembership.com. So, you know, on there he talks about the masculine mindset, you know, having a particular uh, outlook on life based off of you understanding who you are. You know what I mean? One of the first questions we had for you was, uh, how would you define masculine identity? Right. So basically a masculine identity is just you understanding who you are as a man so for example like there's certain things that i might do or won't do certain things i like and certain things that i don't like and i have to sit with myself and really understand who i truly am and not necessarily understand what people told me to be but understand who i want to be and who i truly am so a lot of times where 
living lives based off of thinking about things based off of what our mom told us, what our dad told us, what our teacher told us. And it's like, at a certain point, you have to say, well, who am I really? Your identity is just you understanding who you are as a man, you know, because a lot of my thoughts and a lot of things that I believe are based off of what other people taught me to believe and what other people said I'm supposed to do. So the thing is, is that when you talk about masculine identity, it's saying, okay, who are you really? And what do you really desire? And so when you take a step back and you look at yourself and you say, okay, there are things that I know I want, but I might have not gone after it because of fear, or I, I might not have done these things because I'm scared of what people are going to think about me if I do this. You know, I might not express myself this way because I, you know, want to impress these other people. So when we talk about masculine identity, it's really, you know, tapping into who you really are and, and breaking away those layers that have been conditioned and indoctrinated inside you. So it's like breaking away all of the societal programming and then figuring out who are you really? And then that's your masculine identity. So each person is going to have, you know, a different thing. So some things that I, you know, uh, gravitate to may be different than what you guys do and vice versa. So it's like, you have to figure out what it is for you. And then you go down that, that path. You know what I mean? I, I definitely agree. A lot of masculine energy, we, we seem to, and I've done this through experience because that's why I can kind of relate when you said man through seeing through other people right. going through experiences myself kind of learning and understanding what is it that I need want and desire right mm -hmm. and I equated that to like career advancement right, right. you've got to you, I think every point of life you got to show us some type of masculine energy right and and let, let's you know and through career advancement right you know where you're going you know how you're getting there you know who you got to talk to you know what you got to do as far as being a risk taker you know right. as far as being afraid you know what i mean as far as like open up a business um you know who you talk you know who you talk to do you believe in the product you right know, in, investments you know what i mean like and now you even kind of elaborating on that i feel like now a lot of men are looking I, and I wish they would kind of look toward platforms like this, platforms like you have, as far as getting the real perception and expectation of masculine energy to the fact of saying, right. saying to you, it's like, you know, I, I've been where you've been, right? Mm -hmm. But right. the route you're the route you're going right now, you're trying to find the identity through a woman, right? You're trying to find an identity through TV shows, mm -hmm. through movies, through right. social media, to figure out what you know, what you may have, what I may have to try to figure out what is he presenting to the world? Mm -hmm. Because it's always an outward perspective. Right. Of, um, what I have mm -hmm. is always <laughs> an outward appearance, right? But they don't understand what I had to do or who I am as a man mm -hmm. to, to get to that point. Exactly, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, for example, creating a podcast, that's a risk. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Having a nine yeah. to five, that that's that shows masculine energy and i even spoke from a dating perspective right as a man it takes masculine energy to pursue a woman right it takes masculine energy to know um where you want to take that woman how mm. you want to impress that woman right and i even i even i even chuckle on your on your video where even as a man you want to know what she how she sounds mm -hmm. <laughs> right. how she sounds you know what i mean the way she talks to you because you got to interact with her, right? Right. But I, th I think the issue is, is that, and I'm sorry to say this, is that men are looking at the wrong avenues to identify masculinity. Mm. You know what I mean? So, They're not looking at themselves. Right. Do you feel like that's because we're not, like mentorship is only now becoming something that's 
that we're uh, we're looking towards for young men, or do you think that's just because you know we we don't talk, quote unquote? I, I'll be kind of sarcastic. I don't think we're as big as Mr. Lucario. I, I just <laughs> I don't I, I don't I, I and that's that's what I believe in. I just truly feel like not a lot of people are hearing <clears throat> what we're saying right now, and I know we're just starting out. And I say that jokingly, but it's true, mm-hmm. right? Um. I just feel like we're not as big as Mr. Lucario or Mr. Lucario may have a certain uh, person he's trying to get to, to be even bigger. Right. Um, my point is, I just feel like not a lot of men are hearing us. They don't want to hear it. But also so, understand that certain yeah. men, um, certain men don't want to do anything to, uh, to, to advance or to get better in their situation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what happens is that in order to, in order to, um, you know, like succeed or to improve or to grow, right? You actually, you actually need to put in work. And so a lot of people don't necessarily want to put in work. Yeah. And so, and so even though what happens is that they'll hear you, but they're like, okay, I hear it, but I know that I have to do something. And then what happens is it's better to shun what they're hearing than to actually do something. Because if I shun it, then I can, I can just not have to deal with it. And I could always say, well, that's nothing. I don't need to worry about that. That's some BS or whatever. But if I try to do something and I, fail at doing that thing I'm trying, then I'm scared of what that might mean to me. You feel what I'm saying? So a lot of people are scared to scared to even do the thing because one, they're scared of failure, but two, they're also scared of success because even if they do succeed, they're like, well, what does that mean? So most people want to stay in the same place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what they're in because it's comfortable. If you, at least you try, you're taking, the main thing of masculine energy is taking action, right? right? If you're taking action and you fail, hmm. The main thing is you've taken action, right? Right. But if you taste, if you take action, and 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 I and I always get this phrase, and I always hear, it, and I've been thinking about it for a long time. When you take action and you succeed, mm. how am I going to handle it? Right. Right. And that's the part where I feel like, uh, for me, that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out. Mm. How do you handle that success? Are you ready for that success? Right. Mm. It's and I feel like we are preparing for failure automatically. So that's why we're not taking action. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, that's something I personally have struggled with and it's something I'm working my way through right now. And there was actually a phrase time, nothing beats a fail, but a trap. Right. Mm. And it's like, you can, uh, even if you try and it doesn't work, cool. You at least made an attempt. And if, if you make an attempt and it works, then, Hey, you did the thing. Cool. But if you make it, if you did just straight up, don't make an attempt, then you're always going to fail. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some signs a woman is not feeling you? Oh man. I mean, well, the number one sign is is that she's not listening to what you're saying. So this is why I, I usually tell guys when they interact with women, you have to instruct them on doing something. So, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and this can just go even like when you're just setting up a date. So you say to a girl, Hey, you know, uh, let's meet up Friday at eight o'clock for some drinks, meet me at so-and-so bar. Right. So you're telling her to do this. So all you're looking for is for her to say, okay, cool. Sounds good. You know, I'll see you there, whatever, whatever. But if she's like, Oh, well, you know, I don't really drink. Can we like go get dinner? She's not really feeling you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because a woman who feels you, she's always going to follow your lead. Even if she doesn't drink, all she's going to okay. do, she's going to come to the, to the bar and she's going to drink a non-alcoholic drink, but mm, she's not going to, okay. she's not going to resist because she actually wants it to happen. So I always tell guys that resistance, any form of resistance is some form of disinterest. 
And so what, what a lot of guys have to look for is highly interested women, because I always tell guys is that there's three levels of interest is high interest, medium interest, and low interest. So high interest is when a woman is extremely interested in you. She's about what you're about. She follows your lead. There's no resistance. She's making it happen. Medium interest is where a woman, she's interested in you, but you're not her top choice. So therefore, because you're not her top choice, she's not going to be fully hundred percent invested in just doing what you want. So she'll give you a little friction. Low interest is a woman who doesn't really like you as like a romantic or sexual partner, but she likes the fact that you're there. You give her attention. You'll be like a pen pal friend zone type of guy. You see what I'm saying? So depending on her, you know, interaction, that's going to show you her level of interest. You see what I'm saying? You telling a woman where we're meeting, what time Mm -hmm. we're getting there. Right. Women need that. They want that. Yeah. And my point is, is that a woman, like you said, there, there's three levels of interest. If she's not interested in you, but you come out, say, hey, we're going here. We're meeting here at this time. And she's willing to be there. That puts you in a different class than the other guy she's dealing with. You taking action. You taking a risk. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of these men out here who who think that we, we always look at these these women out here. Why is she with him? Right. Like, he took action. Mm-hmm. She may have looked at him for five seconds. I'm not feeling him, but because he took action, right? He's got he's got the prize. Mm-hmm. The the thing that men are understanding is when you take some action, I'm not allowing you to put me in a friend zone. Mm-hmm. Women like for you to tell them, this is where we're meeting, this is what time we're meeting, and this is this is how we're meeting. Right, right. That sets you apart from the other ten guys that's blowing up her phone right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because she's getting guys. She's getting guys every day. Guys are pursuing her every day. Right, right. And that's what sets you apart by the action you're taking. Mm-hmm. I would say you spoke on most of what I was gonna say, but the, the <laughs> big thing is like closed mouths don't get fed. Right. I mean, even yeah. if we're even if we're moving away from dating, like career wise, mm-hmm. just if you want something make it known but don't just make it known like start taking the actions required to get you to that place right uh for instance like there there are folks who say all all the time like oh i haven't gone anywhere in my career some some of that sure it could be the the field you're in or the the uh the place you're working for it could be that but how many people actually know you're trying to advance how many people actually know you're trying to move up Right. I mean, people actually know you're trying to make changes. It's it's speaking something into existence, right? You you can't if you can't say it out loud, then nobody's gonna believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's the and, same thing in dating. No, I was gonna say I, I'll equate this to the job thing, right? If a job knows that you're trying to advance, mm-hmm. and you know they're like, we don't have any positions open for you right now. Mm-hmm. We can't or we can't pay you like we want to pay you. Or, you know, they well, we can get you here, but we can't put you where you want to be. As a man, what are you going to do? You got options. You're going to be like, I, I ain't taking this. I'm going to go look for a new job right. that'll pay me what I want. That'll put me in the position that I want to do. Mm. So why don't we equate that to dating? Mm. Right? right? If If she's not going to put you in the position that you want to be in, if she's not going to accept you for the masculinity that you need to be in, why not look for a new woman? Mm-hmm. What do you tell those men that are dealing with women that clearly in the low interest zone? 
what do you what do you how do you how do you um how do you mentor those type of men yeah i think well one of the things is that is that uh some of those guys just don't know that the woman has low interest so a lot of times guys see the the mistake guys make is they think a woman giving them any sort of attention equals interest so they'll be at, you know, a bar, club, wherever, party, and a girl's talking to them. They're talking to a girl, the girl's talking. So they think that because the girl's smiling in his face or, you know, gives them the number, that means she's actually interested in him the way he's interested in her. And so what happens is that, and this is, so so those guys just don't know. So once I, once I get them to understand that, hey, there are signs that a girl's going to show you that she's actually interested in signs that she's just playing games. Once you understand that, then you can see what, is really going on. So it's almost like a lot of guys, because they don't understand how women respond to them and they just think any response from a woman is, is what it is, is the same thing. Then mm-hmm. they get confused. So I always try to tell them, look, you got to be able to decipher what it is because then you could essentially waste a lot of time with a woman who has absolutely no interest in you sexually. She sees you as a guy that she's going to use for a few dinners, you know what I'm saying? To talk to her, <laughs> you'll never see her again. And that's, that's just how it's going to go. You know, so so you mentioned signs. Can you get can you give some of those signs for like our people who our audience who's interested? Kind of give a little couple examples of those signs. Right. So what I what I tell guys is this is that uh you know one of the things that and this is the thing, the signs you need to look out for are things that you need to put in motion. So what I mean is is that a guy has to create a situation for a woman to respond to him. So what a lot of guys like to do is they like to just sit back and then see what the woman is going to do, right? But what 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 the better course of action is, is you have to put things in motion to see her reaction to what you put in motion. So for example, and I always tell guys this is that when you're on a date with a woman, you need to be flirting and you need to build sexual tension because what the main, the main important thing you want to notice is if a woman is sexually attracted to you, because that is the, the strongest form of attraction. So I always tell guys this is that, and I talk about this in my book, I have a book called looks don't matter, uh, seven uh, ways to attract women without your looks. And in that book, I talk about five types of attraction that women are going to have for men. So the first type is, and this is really in order of importance, but I just, you know, one through yeah. five, uh, physical attraction, sexual attraction, behavioral attraction, resource attraction and friendship attraction. So I'll break them down real quick. Uh, Physical attraction is when a woman is attracted to you, how you look physically. So your face, your body and all that other stuff. So she may think you look good, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's sexually attracted to you. Now she can be sexually attracted to you if she's physically attracted to you, but physical attraction doesn't always equate to sexual attraction. So this is why a woman will think a guy's cute and then he approaches her and then they start talking and she's not feeling them. And, and you know, some girls will say, oh, he was cute till he opened his mouth. You see what I'm saying? That, <laughs> that's when a woman just has physical attraction for a guy. And a lot of guys get that confused. They think if a woman thinks you look good, that means she's sexually attracted to you, which is not the case at, in all times. So that's physical attraction. Sexual attraction is a mixture of your looks, appearance, and behavior. So if a woman likes the way you look, she likes the way you dress, your parents, and then you have a behavior that exudes confidence, masculinity, dominance, you know, being assertive, stuff like that, that's going to make you sexually attractive to that woman, right? Now, behavioral attraction, which is the third one, is when a woman is attracted to your behavior, but she may not necessarily be sexually or romantically into you. So what that means is you could be a guy, for example, who's funny, 
right? You you crack a lot of jokes, you're entertaining, you're charismatic. So she's entertained by being around you, but it doesn't necessarily mean she's sexually attracted to you. So a lot of guys get confused. They're like, oh, I had her laughing. Yeah, you had her laughing, but she's not sexually attracted to you. <laughs> resource attraction is when a woman is attracted to you strictly for the resources, the money, finances, um, you know, stuff like that, right? And friendship attraction is when a woman is only attracted to you as a friend. So there's no sexual interest. Now, some of these overlap. So a woman could have, you know, physical attraction for you and be attracted to your resources. A woman could be attracted to your resources and attracted to your behavior. So they overlap. The only two that don't overlap is sexual attraction and friendship attraction. So a woman can't be sexually attracted to a guy she sees as a friend. It's, it's impossible, right? So what happens is a lot of guys get confused with this because they don't understand there's different types of attraction. So you could be talking to a woman who just likes the fact that you are funny, you're a funny, charismatic guy, but she's not sexually attracted to you. That guy is like, hey, let's exchange numbers. They exchange numbers, they go out and nothing really happens. He's like, what happened? I thought she liked me. Yeah, she liked you because you were entertaining, but she wasn't sexually attracted <laughs> to you. So what I tell guys is the way to see if a woman is sexually attracted to you on a date, what the main thing you should be doing is flirting and building sexual tension to see if this woman is responding to you sexually. Now, once you see that she's sexually attracted to you, everything else is, you know, just let it fall down the line. But the main thing is, is that you want to see if she's sexually attracted to you because, of course, you're on the date and trying to interact with her because you are sexually attracted to her too. So you want to make sure y'all are both on the same page. A lot of people don't understand. It's like everybody likes to make all these things about old friends to lovers or, uh, right. you know, getting friends or all this type of stuff. And it's like... Nah. Now there are certain things you can break out of, you know, like we ain't friends, like this ain't this ain't what it is. But right. or there are certain things you can indicate you might be attracted to this, but this is not what I'm going to provide you. But right. a lot of times we get caught up in the the small indicators of attraction because we don't understand what we're looking at. Right. Um women are attracted to drama or they're attracted to uh yeah they're attracted to problems and it's like no that's that's not what they're attracted to it's just that's what it looks like to us because we don't know any better right they're attracted to excitement they're attracted to interesting mm. they're attracted to entertaining like you said right that's now if because you can be a physically, like you said, you can be a physically attractive man, you could be a resource attractive man, but there are a whole bunch of rich, rich, fine dudes who are still single. Right. Exactly. And it's because OG is still boring. And it's right. like, yeah, you got all this stuff, but I can't, I'm not attracted to that. There's mm -hmm. something else I'm looking for. Right. And coming to that understanding is what ultimately starts helping people move into oh, I understand what you're looking for and I will give you that instead of all of the shiny stuff that I thought you would be attracted to when I first started. How do you define an uncooperative woman? What's your definition of an uncooperative woman? Yeah, it's basically just a woman who's not uh, following your lead and, and, and working with you to make something happen. So it's basically, and this is why I said, like the woman who's interested in you, she's going to follow your lead. So when you're, when you, and the thing is, as a man, you have to have a, a program. You have to have something that you know you want to do, how you want to do it, how you want it done. So even like I said, if you're just going on the first date, it's like, hey, this is the plan. Friday, eight o'clock, drinks, this spot. So now if she's uncooperative, again, she's going to say, oh, well, I don't drink. I don't want to do that. Let's do this. You see what I mean? So she's yep. not 
cooperating with the situation. And so a lot of guys, they think that that's normal, meaning like that is their norm because that's what they're used to dealing with is that women who are uncooperative. So they, they feel like they have to like, you know, like uh, warm up to her or sort of like go along with what she's saying in order to get with her. But the problem is, is this, is that anytime that you sort of acquiesce to an uncooperative woman, right? What's going to happen is, is that you're already setting yourself up for failure in that situation. Because as soon as, because the thing is this, all that needs to happen in, with when you're dealing with an uncooperative woman is that you need to charge it to the game, which means you need to just continue to see other women and leave her alone. Because if you if you interact with her, the fact that you followed her lead, now she sees you as less attractive. So what happens is women can't be attracted to a man that is following her. Because what happens is, is that the um, the men who are attractive don't follow women. So by by default, if you follow her, you're unattractive. You see what I'm saying? And this is what guys don't understand about, you know, where women can tell um, certain things about you based off of like the way you move. You know what I mean? Just like, for example, um, I was talking to this other guy the other day. I was doing this interview and I was saying that, you know, it's talking about double texting. And I said, see, one of the one of the things that makes double texting, um, you know, uh, not attractive, right, is because the behavior of double texting shows the woman what type of guy you are. Because if I'm a guy who's confident, attractive, I, you know, I have a, an abundance of women that I can talk to, interact with, date and whatever, I would not be double texting you. That wouldn't happen. So an attractive <laughs> guy wouldn't do that behavior. It's almost like if somebody said they were rich, but then they were begging you for 20 bucks, you'd be like, this guy ain't rich, right? <laughs> because he's yeah, begging yeah, you for 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah. So if yeah. a guy is double texting you, He's not an attractive guy. He's not a, a a guy who gets women. He's not a guy who understands what's going on because if he did, there would be no way in hell he's going to double text you. You see what I mean? So a lot of times, and that's just one situation. So imagine uh, the other behaviors men are displaying that show women that they are not that guy, that they're not the top guy, that they're not. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of guys don't even realize their behavior is already telling the woman a story based off of what's going on, because what happens is similar guys have done the same thing. So in her mind, you know, the, the, all the dudes who double texted me acted this way. You see what I'm saying? So you're just like the other guys. And so that's how, that's how it works. You see what I mean? So are you, I just want to be clear, right? Uh, my, my definition of double texting is chase her for you, for her attention. Is that kind of what, what yeah. that means? Double texting? Yeah, okay. Like, so okay. It's basically it's like, like she doesn't respond right away. Right. It's like if okay, you okay. text a girl at, at two o'clock in the afternoon and then you text her again at like three thirty, you know what I mean? And she hasn't responded mm, back. You know what I mean? Okay. Now okay. there's there's different scenarios where let's say you might have texted a girl to like, you know, two weeks ago okay. and she has you haven't heard from her. And then if you want, you can text her again. It's two weeks later. That's 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 okay in a certain okay. sense, certain context, okay. right? Depending on the context. Um, but in general, like if you're double texting, meaning like you're texting a girl and you're texting her again, Hey, where are you? What's up? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like relax. You know I mean? That means you're not priority. Exactly. Right. Somebody you know? else, somebody, somebody else has got her attention. Right. Exactly. You're still chasing her to, to make her think that you are, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To make her think that, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm good enough to be on your priority list and right. that's not the way it should be. Right. Right. Exactly. Do you think men should wait on a woman to be cooperative or move on? Oh, never, never wait for her to be cooperative. Never. See, this is, this, uh, okay. This, okay. This, this is why 
from the beginning, you need to see if this cooperative behavior, like for example, like if I'm if I'm on a if I'm on a uh, you know a dating app or something like that, and I and I you know like Tinder or Bumble, one of these, I match with a girl and I say, hey, we should get together, get a drink or something like that, and then she says, you know, oh, I would rather us go to dinner. Either I'm unmatching her, I'm just ignoring it and I'm moving on to the <laughs> We're done. Like that, we're finished at that point. You feel know what I'm okay. saying? Like, okay. And the reason why, and the reason why I say that is this is because what happens is as a man, you have to, you have to, again, like I said, you have to have a program. And so what it is is that you, you, it's almost like how uh, a company has like a certain certain protocol. It's like, you know, if this happens, th this is grounds for being fired. If this okay. happens, you get a warning. If this happens, you know what I mean? So it's like, so it's the same thing, you know, when you're dealing with, with women is that you, you understand that the women who are interested, they're not going to be uncooperative. You understand what I'm saying? That's a fact. Okay. Women okay. who are interested are never uncooperative. And the reason why is because when a woman is interested in a man, right, to, to her, that man is rare. So what happens is, is that she doesn't want to mess up a situation with a man she's actually really interested. A guy she's kind of like this with, she don't really care. So she'll, she can play the games, whatever, you know, I'll say certain things because she doesn't really, she's not really interested in him that much. Right. And so the reason why oh, you don't want to wait on an uncooperative woman is because the fact that she is uncooperative means that she doesn't really have high interest in you. Cause if she had high interest, she'd be cooperative. So a lot of this is, it's really simple, but the, the, the problem is, is that Guys want to give women the benefit of the doubt because they may meet a woman who they're really, really attracted to. Like, yo, this is the baddest chick I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life. And so now he wants to give her grace. Like, oh, well, maybe mm. busy. Maybe. You see, and then oh, that wow. that wow. that messes up the situation. And so wow. the, the thing is this, a man has to stay grounded in who he is at all times and never switch up for a woman. So a lot of times guys switch up for a woman. So a guy, yep. usually he'll be like, oh, I usually, I'll take a girl to this this bar that I like, you know, for dates or whatever. And then he meets a really, really hot girl, the, the hottest girl he ever seen, the girl who's his, his type physically. And then he'll take her to dinner because he thinks that he needs to treat her differently. You mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? And then that's- Because, the, but, because she's attracted to her differently. Right, exactly. Ah, uh, okay. okay. That's where he messes up because that oh, right there, okay is showing it, it's inconsistency in his character. So even though that particular woman uh, doesn't know that he's being inconsistent and he's, you know, acting this way with another woman, he knows he's being inconsistent. And then, okay. so what happens is, is that that seeps out in his interactions with women regardless. So now when he's out with that really bad chick at dinner, she's going to notice the inconsistencies in his character already because he's already being inconsistent at that moment. Mm -hmm. And then, so the inconsistency is the, part that's going to make them unattractive you see what i'm saying so sometimes you have to sometimes you have to uh basically uh charge your chicks of the game like stop dealing with a certain woman to basically um like uplift yourself so what happens is that the the more you're doing to reinforce to yourself that you have this a standard and that women have to meet that standard to be with you, then the more attractive and confident you become when you're dealing with other women. You see what I'm saying? So now when you move into the next woman, she's like, oh, this is a guy who's, you know, I can't play games with him. He's on point. Like he's in the school, he's interested in you. He's going to be a hundred percent cooperative because this, this is the thing that people don't get is this, because I, I talked about this before is, is a, is a thing. There's an attraction hierarchy. And so it's really, and I always, 
love to talk about this. So basically on the top of here is the top guys. So these are the most attractive guys. This is not, not just physically, this is like everything, you know, like all together. He's an attractive guy. He's confident, you know, uh, you've got, you've got all five, yeah, all five. Yeah. Like everything is on yeah. point. Right. Yeah. And right. below the top guys is all women. All women are below the top guys. Then okay. below the women are average guys. And then below the average guys are below average guys. I'll <laughs> break it down. So the top guy, the reason why he's a top at the top of the pyramid, he can get sex and relationships easy, right? Yep. All women can get sex easy, but they can't get relationships easy with the top guy. They can get relationships mm -hmm. easy with the guys below them, but they can't get relationships easy with the top guy. So mm -hmm. the average guys, right? They can get sex and relationships, but they have to work hard to get it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And the below average guys have to work the hardest out of everyone. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So what happens is, is that when a woman meets the top guy, she's going to be extremely cooperative because it's rare for her to get this guy to, to basically, you know what I'm saying? Give her attention outside of just sex. So yep, when, yep. when she, when she likes him, she's like, okay, let me be on my best behavior so I can... <laughs> to be with this guy because yeah. I don't want to go back down here to the average and below average guys. You see what yeah, I'm saying? So yeah, that's, yeah. that's really how it works. And I'm glad you mentioned that because not anywhere you said that the guy up here has a lot of money. Right. It's not you even know what I mean. It's not. <laughs> and, and, but, but that my point is, is that's right. what the, be, the below average men think. Right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I want to, I want to, I'm sorry, Jay, I'll let you ask. Uh, yeah, go I want to, I want to ask this question, right? Mm -hmm. You brought up a good point, right? What happens when the man moves on and all of a sudden the woman becomes cooperative? Mm -hmm. How do you what do you tell the what do you tell the the, fella, the fellas then? Yeah, it, it just all depends because like even like for example, like sometimes what I tell guys is is that okay, like for example, like um, you know, I had some guys that ask me, they'll say, Hey, you know, I was interested in hooking up with this girl. You know, but she was like, she didn't really want to do that, you know, and then so he was like, what should I do? And I said, OK, well, listen, um, just tell her, hey, that's fine. We don't have to hook up, but I'm going to go over here and then you have my number. Call me when you're ready to hook up. And so he goes, <laughs> leaves her, his own thing. And then all of a sudden she calls him a few weeks later and then she's like, hey, I want to come over and then they do what they got to do. So yeah. if a woman's being uncooperative, then you just remove yourself and you say you basically say, hey, when you're ready to cooperate and do what I do, do this thing, then I'm here. But if not, then you can just keep staying over there and that's it. So, so, and then you can choose whether or not if you want to take her back in, but either way you have to make sure. And this, this is what I'm saying. Like she has to, she has to uh, understand that you're not going to move. You understand for her meaning like, so, so the thing is, is look at yourself as like a, like a, a, a pizza store, you know, somebody comes to the pizza store and they say, Hey, I want, I want, I want sneakers. But like, well, we don't sell sneakers. Here. We only sell pizza. What you, what you mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. When you hungry, come back here. And that's all, that's all it is. I'm, I'm yeah. never selling sneakers here. And that's the thing. The problem is a lot of guys are pizza snore stores who want to start selling sneakers now. Cause a certain girl came in there. You see what I'm saying? That's mm. the problem. Mm. <laughs> and this conversation builds on a bunch of conversations that we've been having on this show about, um, one standards we talk about standards all the time and one of the recent conversations we had was about your inherent value mm. how you feel how valuable you feel you are and how you demonstrate how valuable you feel you are mm. so the things you're talking about things like oh you're you're not going to 
well, let me bend over backwards to get, because I think that will convince you somehow right. to give me what I'm looking for. Right. When most people after, after a little bit, you, you figure out like, oh, you're me bending over backwards. Yeah. I might eventually get the thing, but I've lowered myself in your, right. in your eyes. Mm. Like essentially I've, I've shown you that I'm willing to give up the, the value that I claim I have just to get the thing I want as right. opposed to either working for it myself or whatever the case may be. And like you said, that immediately lowers your level of attraction in not just the woman's eyes, but anybody's eyes. Right. Like when, uh, when people are going to the bank to get a loan, for instance, or negotiating for a job mm. or negotiating their salary or whatever the case may be, most people say, yeah, go in with what you want. Yes, there there's wiggle room in there, but if you know you're not going to get what you want or something comparable, then just move on. Right. And like uh like uh again going back to the job uh the job example. Hmm. People will negotiate salaries all the time and it's like, "Oh, uh can I get this?" Place will be like, "No, you can't." Right. Be like, oh, okay, well, uh, can I get vacation time? No, you can't. Right. They'll be like, well, I need a job. So, okay, I guess that's fine. And it's like, not to, you can either accept that or you can keep looking. Right. That, that, that's the problem. They don't, they don't, they don't want to look, they don't want to look for multiple offers. Because looking, because yeah, looking. looking takes work. Right. It not only does it take work, but uh, you were speaking earlier about fear. It's like, well, will somebody else ever give me what I am looking for? Right. And I think that answer is yes. 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 There Most is a of the job, time it is. There is a job that will give you the 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 time off you want. There is a job that will give you the salary you want. There is a job that will give you the position you want. What I don't understand, and I'm glad you said that, Jay, is that why don't men think women can give them what they want? By right. finding a woman who is cooperative. I think, and this is, uh, <laughs> this leads into a, another question that I had, mm -hmm. but um, we'll, we'll get to it later. But I think it's mostly because we, we don't understand what, what we're asking for most of the time. We, we think what we're asking for is a lot because most men don't ask for anything. We ask for what we think we need. But most of the time we don't understand what we need or what we actually want. And so it's mm -hmm. there's a there's a disconnect between is this something I need or is this something I want mm. or is this something I desire? So we'll ask for what we want, thinking it's what we need. For instance, we'll say, um, oh, I just uh, I just want three squares and a place to lay my head. It's like, nah, that's not what you want, what you that's what you need. What you want is a place where you can be comfortable, a place where you can be peaceful, a place of safety, mm -hmm. essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's also kind of what we're asking for in women we date. It's like, look, you can be beautiful as all get out. But what I'm looking for is like, like with Mr. Lucario saying, some someone who is cooperative, mm -hmm. somebody who I can be comfortable with somebody who I ain't got to fight all the time, right. somebody who's not going to give me a bunch of resistance when I put set down a plan. Now you have to have a plan, mm. but 
you know, if, if, if that's what you're looking for, you have to go out and get it. It's not going to fall into your lap. And I think most people have been led to believe it's just going to fall into their lap because that's how it's supposed to work. Quote unquote. I, I have a, I have a question, you know, the whole cooperative mm. uh, word, I feel like it's such a, I spoke about this. I was actually looking at our page and mm. uh, I spoke about submitting versus committing. Right. Mm. And thinking about that word submitting and cooperating. Do you feel like there are certain things that cooperative women do a little bit better than, than uncooperative women that are good for men? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, basically everything because everything, <laughs> not everything falls under the cooperation because cooperation okay. really is just it, the, the, the meaning is working with to, to get to a certain end, to get to a certain okay. end. So I think a lot of times when women hear cooperation or submission and all that other stuff, and even submission, when you break down the word sub meaning under and the mission, so you're under a mission. So just like if you work for a company, that company has a mission and you're under their mission, which is why you're working with them to create a certain situation for them to have a certain goal. So there there can be there, there can't be any um uh there can't be any goal met without cooperation or submission, regardless of whatever you're doing to reach a goal. So for example, even on this podcast, right? Like we each have to submit when the other is speaking in yep. order for the podcast to continue and to, to, yeah. to be consistent. Right. So like when I'm yeah, speaking, yeah. y'all aren't speaking when you're speaking, I'm not, you see them like we're yeah. all to each other in order to make this work. So the problem is, is that when, when, when the person doesn't realize that this, the submission, cause even a man also will submit to his wife in certain situations, because if a guy's going to work and let's say his woman's a stay at home mom or whatever, he's going to work, busting it, you know, doing his thing, whatever, making the money, bringing it back home, uh, making sure the house is good and everything. That's him submitting not only to his wife, but his kids and his, basically his family. So yeah. what happens is, is that there's, there's this thing where I think when women hear it, they think that like, we're just guys are just sitting there with a cigar in their mouth. <laughs> Like do what I say, woman. It's like no, it's not, it's like, <laughs> make me a sandwich. Right, exactly. It's like the, the thing is, is that as a leader, a leader has a big responsibility because a leader still is is you know they're they're serving the people they follow that follow them. That's the point of the the leader. <clears throat> Think about everyone. You see what I'm saying? So that's a job within itself. But but that leader can't be effective without a submissive you know, person in that situation, it goes hand in hand. It's just like, for example, like I did a video, um, I have a, a, a channel where I talk about like motivation and different things like life skills, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that, you know, people, I think like I was saying, people glorify entrepreneurs a lot. Like, you know, like, oh, you're an entrepreneur, you're so cool or whatever. But I always say, listen, an entrepreneur or a boss, right, is no better than his employee because they need each other. And then I also said that, the company is no better than the customer because they both need each other. Like you, there's yeah. going to be no money made and there's going to be no service provided if both situations aren't there. So I think the problem is, is that people look at things like, oh, well, I'm better and you're lower. You're, it's none of that. You see what I'm saying? Everything is still needed and still working together, even if it doesn't seem that way. You see what and I'm you're, saying? And you're helping yeah. each other elevate to that point. Right. Right. Exactly. You know I mean? A little bit ago, I was on this thing and I, I stopped saying it because I kept getting a whole bunch of resistance to it because of my wording, I guess. But mm -hmm. I used to say, oh, um, like we are all kings. We are all gods. Mm -hmm. 
And what I meant by that wasn't that, oh, I'm above anybody. Mm. You know, it's it's exactly what you're talking about right now. It's the idea that you have just as much value as I have in this relationship because right. I need you for whatever the goal is. Right. Like, whether it's family, whether it's employment, whether it's whatever the case may be. Mm. I need other people to get to where I am trying to get to. Nobody grows in a vacuum. Nobody makes money in a vacuum. None of that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. But we might chalk this up to the fact we grew up in the U.S. That's a capitalistic society or whatever the case, however you want to. But we've we've come to a place now where it's like, oh, I need to make sure I have more value than another person, even if that value is just perceived oh, I'm upper class, you're lower class, or, oh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm smart, you're stupid, or right. whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah. if you okay. flip the relationship, somebody may say, oh, if I, uh, the guy working at the grocery store, oh, he's not smart enough to do my job. And I work in, uh, I work in IT. So right. he's, he's dumb. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, that person is the reason you can go to the store and get food because if right. he didn't set up that grocery store, exactly. you'd be starving. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, so it's like everybody has a value mm-hmm. and we get so used to, in order to lift ourselves up, we get so used to, let me put this person down or exactly. look at them as below me to lift myself up. Exactly. When, mm-hmm. But when you have like you said, the top guys, the guys who have, who know their value and believe in their value. It's not about putting down somebody else. It's just about knowing, no, I am who I am and I am worth something. Mm. And these are the standards I have in place for you to engage with me, period. I'll kind of go into our last question because I think we've kind of touched on, you know, what dating is right now and everything. Mm. Uh, Do you think the men, the, the part men play, uh, should it be taught or should it be learned on their own? Mm. I think I think uh, it's both. It's okay. both because I think what happens is is that uh, there are some things that you don't know that you need to be taught about because you might miss it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying in your journey of what you're doing, but also there is a part of your journey that can only be taught by yourself. And so what I mean is there's a certain level of experience that you need to have on your own being like interacting in certain situations so that you can learn about yourself through those situations, because no one can teach you that. Like I always tell people this, because I've said this many times as a coach, there's only so much I can teach you. There's a part of your learning that has to be taught in your own. Meaning that, for example, if I, let's say, for example, if I'm teaching a guy, you know, how to, um, you know, talk to women, approach women, you know, at parties and have conversations and, you know, interact with them and set up dates, whatever it is like that. Right. I can teach him certain things, you know, ways to, to, to approach certain topics you can talk about certain ways to direct the conversation. I can teach you all that stuff. The part that I cannot teach him is how to feel comfortable doing it. So he has to learn how to feel comfortable doing it on his own while he's doing what I'm teaching him. You see what I'm saying? There's a certain feeling that that he only he can, uh, you know, address within himself that no one else can know because it's him. You see what I mean? And so, so he might say, you know what? I notice every time I I go out, you know, like I get nervous when I'm talking to a woman that I think is really attractive. So then he has to acknowledge that within himself and say, okay, 
what am I, what are some, then I can teach him what are some things that you can do to, to, to get over that nervousness or to, you know, make that subside. Right. But yeah. the fact that he understood he was nervous was something that he understood on his own through the experience of being in front of that girl. So that's something that he understood about himself that he can take back to me that I can help him with, but then he has to go back out to learn more about himself. You see what I mean? So there's always part of it that has, that is personal that a person needs to go on their own journey to make it happen. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's really what it's about. I'll add to that. I feel like, um, and it, and it made me understand and realize that if he can learn on his own, that means he can ex- go out and execute. Right. Mm. And go out, take action. So, right he can kind of navigate if he is sitting across to a very attractive woman he'll he'd learn from that experience to to know like all right this is how i need to approach this right i mean i've to add to that i think you have to like that execution is the biggest piece of it Mm -hmm. so like like what's the example you gave earlier like nervous in front of a group of people Mm -hmm. but i I'm an introvert, so I don't like uh, I don't like being in front of people. I don't like being right. the center of attention. Like that's not my thing. But I also work in customer service, right? So, like when I uh, when I started, I was super uncomfortable because it was just like I don't. All your attention is focused on me right now and it's focused on me because I'm the one who's supposedly solving your problem or getting you to an answer. Right. Which is the position I hate the most. I hate being the I hate being the guy. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it has to be me. Or or I thought I did anyways. But the more I did it, the more comfortable I got in that position because I just had to be there in my job. Now it's just now it's something I naturally fall into mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you got a problem. All right, let's figure out how I can help you out. And as opposed to before, it's like, all right, tell me what the problem is and I will go find somebody else to to give you as opposed to I may have the solution to your problem. Mm-hmm. I'm the I'm the escalation point. I'm the person who's going to help you, which was the position I tried to avoid for like the younger I was when I was younger. I tried to avoid that position. I never wanted to be the guy at the top who was like, it falls to you to fix this issue. Hmm. It's the same thing with uh, execution in general. It's like, hey, you can get all the training, you can get all the tools, but at some point you have to go out and use those tools yourself because you've learned that and you've executed some type of steps you're more familiar with the tools and can use that in real life real life situations and if that equates to dating i mean like you know you're learning the tools every day you know you're taking that time not having to learn those tools through the women you're dating but learning those tools through knowing yourself right and and we've spoken on like knowing yourself Knowing what you're going to say when you're across that table with somebody, knowing how you're going to say it, right? Uh, laying your boundaries down, you know, this is this is like, like Mr. Lucario said, Hey, we're going to meet at this tie spot at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, you either be there or you choose not to or moving on, right? You know, it's interesting. I, I, I was I, I was reading somewhere, is I forgot, it was a spiritual teacher. He said, uh, he said, the job of the master is to teach the student that he doesn't need a master. You see what I'm saying? So I, that always stuck with me. I like that. <laughs> that you, I like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's I, like, 
I'm going to steal that quote. (laughs) Basically how I look at myself is that, you know, I tell people, look, I'm just here to, to guide you, to help you to understand what you need to know so that you can know that you can do this on your own. Like I have a slogan there where I say the truth is inside you. So it's like, a lot of things that we 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 know that we want to do, we already know. We just have to take off the layers of nonsense that we've been conditioned to believe as to why we can't do it. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just here to take the. I'm here to wipe the 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 your eye so you can see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's really what it is. You know? Wow. So we have a, a a section of the video at the end of our video called the wrap it up series, where uh, we let our guests uh, have three to five minutes. Uh, this is where you can hit gems, facts, um, and also get to know them personally, uh, how to follow them. So, Mr. Lucario, you have the floor. All right. Well, man, I just wanted to thank y'all for having me. Um, you know, appreciate y'all having me on here, man. Uh, definitely. And um, yeah, just, you know, if anybody wants to hit me up, you know, my um, Instagram is at real Mr. Lucario. And also uh, my main site, mrlocario.com. That's where you have, like, I have my books, my uh, programs um, that you can check out. Also, I have the Bad Boy Membership Program for you guys out there. That's a a program that teaches you, you know, step-by-step dating advice tutorials that'll help you in your dating life. And also check out the Masculine Identity Membership, which is my business partner's site where he talks about understanding your masculine identity. And I think the last thing I'll say really quick is this, is that, you know, um, when it comes to uh, having a, a really great beneficial dating life is you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with other people. And then that's going to actually be the thing that's going to attract the right people to you at the end of the day. So a lot of times we come into situations with the representative, we come to the situations trying to impress people. We come to the situations trying to be who we think people want us to be so that we can have somebody because we we might feel lonely or we might feel like we're not loved or whatever it is like that. So I tell people, you know, it's best to figure out who you really are, be that person, and then you're going to attract the people who are into that person you actually are. And so the thing is, is that you know, there's an abundance of people out here. A lot of times we we get so caught up and attached to one particular person or one particular situation. And that causes us to sort of be blind to what can really be beneficial to us. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell people, look, you know, um, you want to be able to enjoy the moments you have with people, but also be detached in the sense where you're not letting your attachment take over your situation. Because a lot of times, you cannot love with attachments. And what I mean by that is this, is that if you're attached to, and usually it's the idea of the person, then what you're going to do is you're going to hold on and grasp on to the idea of what that person is. And you're not really seeing the person for who they are. You're just seeing the person for what you think they mean to you. So for example, perfect example um, is like a, a politician. They're attached to people because they see people as votes. And so when you see when you see the people's votes, you no longer see the person. So when it's the same thing with dating and relationships, it's like, oh, this person is going to make me happy. This person is going to be the person I'm going to, you know, that's going to fulfill my sexual need. This person is going to be the person that, and then so you don't actually see the person behind the idea of what you think that person is. So then you can't love them because you're just attached to their idea. And then, so what you do is, is you sometimes change yourself and change what you think or you, you act the way you think you're supposed to act to keep that attachment, right? Instead of just fully being yourself, being in the moment and enjoying 
people for who they are. And then in turn, they can enjoy people enjoy you for who you are, for who you are as yourself. And in that, that right there is the most beneficial types of relationships because in those situations, right. You're, you're fully being yourself. So then you can fully love another person because you're fully accepting yourself. So then you can fully accept the other person. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times we don't fully accept other people because we haven't fully accepted ourselves yet. So we're we're looking at people through the same lens we're looking at ourselves. We're pretending to be a certain character. So we're looking at their character or their, that persona that they're putting out. And so we get attached to that. And we're trying to keep that persona because we think that's what we need to stay happy or to be happy or whatever, instead of being happy with ourselves. And then, so everything else is just a bonus. Like, Hey, I'm good with myself, but you're here. This is great too. And if you're not here, I'm great also. You see what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's how I look at it. You know what I mean? I, I will say I definitely went through that. I fell for the facade. I fell for the, for the, um, you know, and uh, it, it, it really important to me is the not allowing someone else's facade or persona or even their identity cloud your identity of who you right. are. Because if you can't be someone else, not only for yourself, you can't make decisions for yourself. If you right. can't be, if you can't make decisions for yourself, you can't make decisions for a partner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you're directionless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we really, really appreciate you spending the time with us, man. This is a, this, this is one of the best interviews I would say up to this point. Um, yeah, more this, to was, come. this was dope. This was, was really dope. dope. I learned a lot. Um, I know Jay is taking notes. So. Oh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm on the website getting ready to order the book. That's there you go. Funny. I am too. I am too. We we definitely like to support our guests, and 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 I will talk offline as far as um, getting your book. Uh, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to the Less Rock Podcast. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Make sure you guys follow Jay Echo on all platforms. Yes, I said it. He is on all platforms now. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you guys follow Mr. Lucario on Instagram. Go to all his websites, support his book. He's also on YouTube. We are great supporters of his work, his his mission, his page, and what he stands for. And yeah. I'm Philosophical from the Less Rock Podcast. Peace, y'all. Take it easy, y'all. <laughs>